When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Who dat? And welcome back to the Kenosha Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always, Brendan Ertle. Today, we have a breaking news podcast. More hits keep coming for the Saints. Uh, maybe an expected one for some. I definitely saw this one coming. But Malcolm Jenkins has announced his retirement from the National Football League and the New Orleans Saints. Uh, been playing with the team since 2009. Won a Super Bowl here, won a Super Bowl in Philly. Uh... Comes back to the team after Philly, after winning a Super Bowl. Plays two really good seasons with the team. And that's his retirement. This is really tough. As a kid growing up, Malcolm Jenkins was a living legend for me, honestly. I mean, there was Malcolm Jenkins, Roman Harper. We had Darren Sharper. That was kind of like the legendary three safeties that I, I grew up with. And when we returned Malcolm Jenkins, I was so excited just to have that kind of legendary 27 back in New Orleans. And now he announced his retirement, which is just tough for the team. It's tough for everyone. Uh, the turnover we're seeing from the Super Bowl teams, from the Super Bowl roster to now, it's pretty much no one. I mean, Dennis Allen was on that roster, believe it or not. But that was Malcolm Jenkins' rookie year, and now he's announcing his retirement. And a lot of things happen fast, but... A lot of us saw it coming in some ways. He had around a $7 million cap hit this year, next year. Uh, he lowered that cap hit to pretty much around minimum and spread that to uh, this year, next year. And that's not something you do just for the team to have money. That's something you do uh, when you know you're going to retire. I mean, that's something that Drew Brees did when he retired. He spread his money out over the course of a few years. Uh, brought it down to the minim- minimum. For the-, so the Saints did have cap space. But, I mean, it's good for the team. It's good for Malcolm. Malcolm gets his money. doesn't really matter when he gets it. It's guaranteed. So next year, they'll take around a $3 million cap hit for Malcolm Jenkins. Not something that you're- it's to worry about. $3 million is something they can maneuver and create very easily. But the hole it leaves at strong safety is huge. Uh, obviously, 
losing Marcus Williams earlier in the offseason, and then you lose your other safety, Malcolm Jenkins, that is really tough. And no matter who you bring in to replace them, there's going to be some turnover there. Obviously, we brought in Malcolm two years ago, and that first year was the COVID year. And that was a really good defense. But the first three to four weeks, there were some iffy plays. There were some leaks and coverages. Malcolm wasn't playing his best. Some miscommunications on all levels of the defense. And that happens when you have new safeties. That chemistry that they have together is extremely important and is almost more important than the talent you have at that position. So for the Saints over the course of these past few decades, honestly, it's felt like fast starts have been hard to come by. And when you lose a guy like Malcolm Jenkins, it's tough. That is a locker room guy. That is someone that's obviously been here for a long time, had lots of chemistry with everyone on that defense. I mean, C.J. Gunner-Johnson talked about it this morning on Twitter. I mean, that was his guy. They learned from him. That was their teacher. And yeah, you have a defensive coach. You have a DB coach. But in some ways, as a player, you learn more from a guy like Malcolm than your coach. Because Malcolm's actually out there on the field. He's teaching you uh, vocally, showing you what to do. Uh, performing. So losing a guy like Malcolm Jenkins is tough. It's really tough. So now the obvious question is, what do the Saints do? How do you fill that hole? And have they already? Now, in the first week of free agency, the Saints had Marcus May. It felt like that was more of a, a replacement for Marcus Williams. It could have been. But in some ways, it could have been the Saints also bracing for Malcolm Jenkins because they knew this was going to happen. And the, the move where they, the Saints moved around Malcolm Jenkins' minimum salary cap over the next couple of years, that happened a few days later. So, did the Saints know it was coming? Probably. Did they know for sure? Not sure. They The media just asked Dennis Allen yesterday if Marcus or uh, Malcolm Jenkins was going to be here for the long term or next season. He said, you're going to have to ask him that. Obviously, he knew something at that point. It wasn't just going to be blindsided to him. So, now you're left with a huge hole. One, they signed Daniel Sorensen. He is not going to be the answer. And he's not the reason that they signed him. I don't think this correlates anything with Malcolm Jenkins. I went back and listened listened to Dennis Allen's press conference with the media. And he really stated that Daniel Sorensen is going to be playing the Jeff Heath role. So, tons of playing special teams. Jeff Heath did play some defense when the Saints were really thin, and that's fine. If Daniel Sorensen needs to play some defense because you're banged up, I mean, that's fine. I'd rather have Daniel Sorensen out there than Jeff Heath. Just at the point of their careers, that's what you'd prefer. Uh, obviously, you do not want him starting, and if that's their goal at this point is to start Daniel Sorensen, uh, something ain't right. But I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to address the position in some kind of way. It's important to notice before we talk about free agents that the Saints do draft safeties really, really well. I mean, go back and look at the history, just the recent history. Marcus Williams, hit. Von Bell, hit. I mean, obviously they drafted Malcolm Jenkins. He was a corner, moved him to, moved him to safety. But the guy that they've brought in, the guys that they've drafted, have been here for the long term. Roman Harper as well. And they've kind of been the fundamental pieces of this defense. The thing is, you're not going into the draft with that huge hole at strong safety. You aren't going in just with no one. You're going to bring someone in. 
And I thought if Malcolm Jenkins was going to play one or two more years, this draft, no matter what, you draft a safety because they've been really good at doing that in later rounds too, second or third. So you bring in a guy, you let him sit behind Malcolm and Marcus, and you let him develop. And hopefully he can become the replacement to Malcolm Jenkins. Now, I don't think that's the case. I think that the Saints now are in the position where they need a leader at that position. They need a player that can come in and fill a hole like Malcolm Jenkins, if not more, because losing Marcus Williams is that big. And the thing about the Saints defense here, I know everyone's waiting for me to say the name. The Saints love to play too high. They love to hide their coverages too. The thing about Marcus and Malcolm, more of a defined role. Marcus was that that free safety, that, that guy who's going to protect the middle of the field, who can range all over the field. Malcolm Moore, that guy, is going to play in the box, can play cover two, is going to lay the wood. But the thing about Marcus May, he can play strong safety, he can play free safety, he can play nickel linebacker. What's another safety on the market right now that can do that? And Dennis Allen loves, like I said, loves disguising coverages. They love messing with your brain in terms of coverages. They do it with Tom Brady every year. They, do it, they did it with P.J. Williams when he picked him off for the pick six. They disguised coverages. Tom Brady got confused. He made a guess, and it was wrong. P.J. was right there to step on the route, and he picked him off. Cover two, safety in the box, lots of range. Tyron Matthew. And that's the name everyone wanted to hear. And that's the name I want to hear. And all Saints fans and all Louisiana sports fans want to hear if the Saints are able to bring in a guy like Tyron Matthew at this point of his career, you absolutely 100% do it. This was a guy that we thought about bringing in with Malcolm Jenkins when we lost Marcus Williams. I obviously saw Marcus May pretty shortly after, actually a few hours after. Tyron Matthew with Marcus May would be the perfect safety combo for the New Orleans Saints and Dennis Allen. A defense where you don't know which safety is going to be the high safety, which safety is going to be the low safety. Both safeties can play in the slot. Both safeties can play nickel linebacker. Both are very good in cover two. Both have experience playing that as well. I think that is a deal for Tyron and the Saints. The bigger question is, does Tyron want to play in New Orleans? Because he said previously he would prefer not to be in New Orleans just because, you know, your hometown, it makes sense for us. But for him, it may be like, I don't, my goal in life was to get out of there. Why would I want to go back? But he might have the mindset now because Aaron Wilson started free agency, a, a guy that I trust and has been right about a ton of stuff. Uh, obviously, it was all over the Deshaun Watson situation. He came out and reported that the Saints and Tyron have strong mutual interest. And the Saints were at one point considered the front runners. But Tyron Matthew was kicking his legs back. He was at Disneyland. He was enjoying life. I don't think he was worried about free agency. I think he was going to let it play out and see the best situation for him. Uh, obviously, a lot of talk right now with Tyron and the Indianapolis Colts. They have two guys they like, but you always can bring in a guy like Tyron. But there's no place out there right now with a hole, with a fit, with a city that makes more sense than Tyron Matthew to the Saints. Now, do the Saints want to be that aggressive with this move? I don't know. Looking at the other free agent safeties that they could bring in, uh, depending on what Marcus May, what your vision is for him, 
if it's free safety, it's a strong safety, whatever you want to do. Uh, here's some guys that are free agents. Landon Collins, Kareem Jackson, Rodney McLeod, Keanu Neal, Terrell Edmonds is an interesting one, Deshaun Gibson. And after this, after that name, it just kind of falls off. You're running into guys that are more special teamers like Nate Ebner, Chris Banjo, DeMonte KZ, Chikwiski Tart, uh, Jeff Heath, Andrew Sandejo. So after uh, Terrell Edmonds and Deshaun Gibson, you're kind of running into guys that are more special teams like. So Tyron Matthew to the Saints makes too much sense. It makes way too much sense. Just think about it in the Saints situation. You lose Malcolm Jenkins, a leader on this team. You bring in Tyron Matthew, who is the alpha dog of leaders. You bring in a guy on Tyron Matthew that has had some super competitive moments with Tom Brady, who loves to compete against him, who's had some things to say about him in the public. CJ Gunner Johnson has had some say, things to say about Tom Brady in the public. You would have the opportunity to play Tom Brady twice a year in your hometown with your hometown team. You could be the hometown legend. With Taysom Hill going back to tight end, you can ask him politely, hey Taysom, can you switch to number 80 or 82 or 83 and I can take number 7? You can come back to your hometown city. This is my pitch to Tyron Matthew right now. You can come back to your hometown. You can wear number 7. You can start at the position that you've loved to start at. You can be the leader of the defense with DeMario Davis, uh, Cameron Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore, Cedric Gunner-Johnson. You already get plugged into one of the best defenses in the NFL and one of the best secondaries in the National Football League. And you're doing it all in your hometown. You are the superhero. Imagine that story. A Louisiana legend who currently is in Baton Rouge right now throughout the first pitch of the LSU Tigers baseball game last night. Last night being Tuesday. He's in Louisiana. Make the call, Saints. Make the call. I'll read you Aaron Wilson's report just a few weeks ago when free agency opened about Tyron Matthew with the interest he had in New Orleans and what everything was going on in there. So first off, he says, uh, this was when Kansas City was kind of had his having his fallen out with Kansas City. They went on to sign Justin Reed, and this led to Tyron Matthew being a free agent that was going to hit the open market, pretty much. Now, in Air Wilson's report, he says, Saints-Ravens, a possible landing spot for Matthew. The New Orleans Saints, Matthew's hometown team, are high interest to him, and it's a mutual situation interest to him, according to sources. If the Saints lose Williams, Matthew could step in as a replacement. So that's interesting. He he mentions if the Saints lose Marcus Williams, Tyree Matthew could be that replacement at free safety or whatever. The Saints went on to sign Marcus May, who has played strong safety over the course of these past few years, started as a free safety in, at Florida and, and in the NFL. Was that Marcus May signing to replace Malcolm Jenkins or just have flexibility at that point? Don't really know. But the main thing in this article is that the Saints have high interest in Tyron Matthew. Did that interest change when they signed Marcus May? I don't know. I don't think it would have changed that much knowing that you're still going to lose another safety. For Dennis Allen's sake, you don't want to go into your first year with these huge holes at these positions and having to start rookies at one of the most important positions in football, at safety. 
I think Tyron Matthew makes way too much sense. The The knock on him has been he didn't want to play in New Orleans because that's where uh, his hard life started. That article just proved it wrong. And as I'm talking right now, C.J. Garner-Johnson posts on Twitter, he, C.J. has been the biggest recruiter during this free agency period, and he's been the biggest troll of this free agency period. Uh, he kind of acted like he was about to get traded for a second, and he's done some recruiting as well. He tweets at Tyron Matthew, which is at underscore Matthew era. Uh, it says Tyron and CD era with the free agency eyes, the big old eyes looking to the left. Very interesting. Now, CJ, he lo- he's on social media. He's on social media a ton. He buys in all these things. He's seeing what we're seeing. He sees Malcolm Jenkins is gone. There's a hole at that position. They're talking about it. It makes sense for both teams. The thing about Tyron Matthew is the free agency period for him, it's been slow. Not necessarily in a bad way. He's taken it at a slow pace. The first day of officially free agency, I mean, like I said, he was at Disneyland with his kids. He was letting his agent work out with other teams and talk to other teams during that time. But usually when you're a free agent in the National Football League with his much publicity and caliber of talent, you don't go on vacation at the first day of free agency. You go after or before. So he's taken this approach of, I'm going to kick back, relax, and I'll figure out the best situation for me. And that situation will come. Because he's at the point of his career. He's 29 years old. He's not too old. He's not too young. But he does want to be in the right situation. Other teams that have made sense for Tyron throughout this whole process... Uh, maybe the Vikings, maybe the Colts, maybe the Eagles, all have decent situations for him. None better than the Saints. None better. And if the Saints want to go in that direction with him currently, I think they should. And I posted this tweet such a long time ago, but there was a Saints account on Instagram that posted a jersey swap of him in the Rollins gear. I'm sure everyone's seen it. And he posted two fire emojis under the post. So obviously, he's enticed. And the other team he did that with, he did do it with another team, another team's Instagram page, and that was the Ravens. The Ravens addressed that position with Marcus Williams. There are some landing spots for him. Like I said, none make more sense than the Saints. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't know, honestly. The way the Saints have approached free agency has been very conservative and very mid-tier, in my opinion. Signing Daniel Sorensen okay move signing Contavia Street I thought it was one of their best moves to be honest uh shore up that defense tackle position uh you bring back Trey Quan Smith a very safe move adding depth uh but signing Marcus May has been their most aggressive move are they wanting to be as aggressive as they wanted to be in years past do they want to go spend big money and it's gonna it's not gonna be cheap it's not gonna be Marcus Williams money but it's not going to be cheap are they willing to spend money at the at this position currently to go get Tyron Matthew I mean we'll just find out what's up I'm editing this show and of course as I'm editing it Tyron Matthew responds to CJ Garner Johnson so I have to throw this in I can't just leave this nugget CJ Garner Johnson we talked about this earlier tweeted at Tyron he's like Tyron Matthew and CD era with the little emojis the little eye emojis Tyron Matthew responds to that with the praying hands 
and the, the two fingers crossed. Hmm? I don't know. It looks like someone else is interested in coming back home. And players in free agency don't just respond to other teams' players like this. He has been constantly doing this uh, with the prayer hands, with the with the fingers crossed. Let's make it happen. Now back to the episode. This is going to be something to monitor over these next couple days. The Saints definitely don't want to have this hole, this huge hole, uh, too too long on their roster. If they don't address this position free agency, you go into the draft absolutely needing a wide receiver and a safety. You could use a tackle as well. The way the Saints have operated in the draft these past few years, with Sean Payton or not, they love to go in with the with the mindset of let's take the best available player with a huge hole wide receiver and almost a bigger hole at strong safety you almost can't you almost have to reach for a guy like they did last year it felt like they had to reach for a corner and they tried to do everything they freaking could to get into that top 10 to go get one of those premier corners luckily the gods gave us Paul Sandibo in the third round who ended up being a extremely good pick for them and I think it's going to be one of the better picks this decade for what he's going to be able to contribute at that corner spot opposite Marshawn Lattimore. But can you get that lucky again if you go into the draft needing a safety? Can you start a safety day one being a rookie? I don't know. It's really risky. It's something to do with Marcus Williams, and we saw the consequences with the Minneapolis Miracle and so many other things. I think you have to find, you have to find a veteran safety to replace that. You can draft another safety all as you want. You can draft two of them if you want. But you got to bring in a veteran to start that position. I think the best fit right now is Tyron Matthew. Obviously, it's going to be a situation that we're going to watch over these next couple days. See if it picks up at all. But as of right now, it's just rumors. And I know Tyron doesn't want to go too long without having a football team to, to be on. So, going to be something to monitor. But... Breaking news podcast, Malcolm Jenkins retires from the National Football League. That'll do it for today's show. Quick breaking news podcast for you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for the love and support. And I'll see you guys next episode. Who that? 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 Who